Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Give me exit. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Good afternoon, Mr. Rick Schaefer. Well, good afternoon, Randy Rainwater. Where in the world do we start when you've got Razorback football practice started today? (laughs) That's a big, big deal. No doubt about it. But if you're looking at the most impactful thing in college athletics... We talked about this yesterday. By tonight, Oregon and Washington are expected to be members of the Big Ten. And supposedly, Arizona has already accepted being in the Big 12. Arizona State and Utah probably won't be far behind them, leaving four schools in the Pac-12. And there is an outside possibility that Stanford and California are not that far away from entering into the Big Ten as well. Well, then the Big Ten basically has just said, come on, Pac-12, come join us, uh, if that's the case. I didn't I didn't realize that. I had, had not seen anything about that. I don't know what the appeal for those two schools is because you've already got their markets with UCLA and USC. Um, and so I, it's I, about I scheduling. Maybe, yeah. That's it is about yeah. scheduling. Good point. Because so you would have Oregon, Washington... Southern Cal, UCLA, then you add in Cal and Stanford. That gives six schools. Yeah, right. Six schools out there. And I guess that means Oregon State and Washington State are left for dead. That means Mountain West, they'll bring in San Diego State. They'll bring in Boise State. They'll bring in SMU. I mean, they'll, they'll be looking for just about any program that they think is breathing and <laughs> breathing can possibly enhance this supposed 20 million a year that they are supposed to be getting from Apple Plus and the amount could vary each school based upon how many subscriptions they get yeah. in their state well <clears throat> Forget that. I mean, if you're talking about subscriptions to watch Washington State and Oregon State, they're, they're not going to get any subscriptions for that. They'll get some, but it's not going to be major. So that's that, that. There will now be four power conferences. That's all there is to it. And, and did you read this today? Where was he Springdale at one time? Thomas Mars, the famous attorney. Maybe. I think, I think Northwest, Northwest Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave a legal opinion, and I would have to pull the story up so I, I would get all the words correct, and how through the state of Florida, not the uh, city of Tallahassee or anything like that, the state of Florida could shield any litigation that could go about if the ACC tried to sue Florida State from leaving the ACC. If that is the case, don't be surprised if quickly, and I mean quickly, that you would see Florida State, maybe Miami. Now, the two schools that I have read that the SEC might possibly be interested in adding is neither one of those two. That's right. It's been North Carolina and Duke are the two schools well, that I, they might consider. 
heard it was North Carolina and Virginia because it gives them two different. Uh, and Virginia is a possibility. Yeah, I, I didn't. See but the Duke two primary of interest was North Carolina and Duke. What I read. That's interesting. I, I haven't seen anything with Duke mentioned. I've seen North Carolina, and that just shows you there are a lot of different people writing a lot of different things. But this happens so fast. You know, yesterday we're talking about this is probable. Now it's like a day later, it's happened. <laughs> it's not probable. No. Yeah, I mean, it's it, happening. This, oh my gosh, this is so happy, so fast. It's just mind-boggling. So think about this: what's it going to be like during the 2023 season in the Pac-12? You know, a bunch of goodbyes. It, it's going to be. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. A bunch of goodbyes. That we have. We've never seen anything like this ever happen this fast. Well, not Oklahoma to... and Texas. That that surprised everybody at the 2022 SEC media days. But and and then I will say this: the Big Twelve reacted pretty darn quickly when they they got they added four schools. It makes sense that if they've already got BYU for again for scheduling for rivalries, bring in Utah. If you're going to bring Arizona, bring Arizona State. You know, it's just. Uh, it's mind-boggling how fast this has happened. And it all started with the lightest weight of lightest weights, Colorado moving to the Big 12. Hmm. Because they, they haven't done anything significant in football in a long time. Now, people think they're going to with Deion Sanders, so that made them attractive. But, uh, man, and they do have the Denver TV market. But good grief. that that is the That's the... That was the first domino that fell during this current thing, and I mean, it has happened fast since then. Well, the thing of it is, when you talk about Texas, Oklahoma moving, that was just two schools. Right. This has been a, of the last year, a mass exodus. It's a free for all. Which is basically going to bring the conference to his knees. I don't think the Big 12 ever went to its knees. And as you said, they get reacted almost immediately. Oh, uh, getting BYU, uh, yeah. Cincinnati, Central Florida. I mean, that, that those and Houston. And yeah. Houston, those were that was almost immediate when they yeah, made those moves. None of them are Oklahoma and Texas, but their commissioner should be commissioner of the decade for, for getting that done. And again, we we said this yesterday, not to rehash, except this has all happened so fast. When Oklahoma and Texas announced they were coming to the SEC, we were thinking, what leagues are going to pick off the other Mm -hmm. Big 12 Mm -hmm. schools? Instead, an aggressive commissioner went right after the four you just mentioned. Now they're going after, and now they got Colorado, now they're going after Arizona. And suddenly they're going to go from having, um, well, they had had 10 schools last year, right? Mm -hmm. Was it 10 or 10? They had 10. They were the Big 12, but they had 10 schools. Correct. Two left, four came. That made them the Big 12. And now they're about to get four more and have 16 when it looked like they were done. And it looks like headed towards 20. Could be 20 if they bring Cal Stanford into oh, the pack. you're talking about the Big 12 now, doing that. Now, now I'm talking, talking about the Big about 10. The Big could 10 be up to 20. 20. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And the Big 12 could be 16. You're right. Right. Now the question. Now the question is: If Florida shields Florida State and Miami, are they thinking the SEC? Or are, I, they thinking, are they thinking the Big Ten is going to go to twenty-four? Well, the question would be: Who wants to share with Florida State? And and the, yeah, the big thing is TV dollars. That's too, what I mean. So, who wants yeah. to share? Because my understanding is both Oregon and Washington. Will be coming in at basically Lower half shares. shares. Right, that's right. But it'll still be more than they would have made in the Pac-12, because the Big Ten projects their shares starting in 24 as they could be as high as 70 million a year. They could be. They, they're not sure exactly, but it could be as much as 70 million a year. So if you get half that, that's 35. The pac 12s telling you 20 to 25. Mm-hmm. So that's a big deal. And that is the big. Issue right State. now with Florida State. Okay, but they're getting thirty-five. That's but what they're, they're saying right by the time these new deals kick in mm-hmm. with the Big Twelve, with the SEC, they're going to be dropping behind as much That's as right. thirty million every year. 
Well, again, if the Big Ten goes to 70 million and the SEC is going to go, I was reading it could be as high as 80 million per school yeah. starting in 2024. And so, yeah, now 35 million is not as much. Uh, <laughs> but there again, you're right. Who's going to split the dollars? Because if Florida State goes in, let's say they, let's say they get this done, and they go to either the Big Ten or the SEC. Well, if they get half a share, it's not going to be much more than they're getting now. And because the SEC contract is for, what, 10 years? And it, do you have to wait 10 years? The Big Ten contract is through 2030. So it's a shorter contract, and you don't have to wait as long. Anyway, it's a it's a confusing mess. In the meantime, Arkansas has five guys that run 22 miles an hour, and three of them are wide receivers. That's encouraging. It was a good first day of practice. I'm sure Trey Biddy will tell us a lot more. But just to keep snoring Bob with us, yes, the Razorbacks did practice. He's already gone. <laughs> the Razorbacks did practice today, and Trey Biddy will give us uh, a lot of updates. Absolutely. But All this right. is a major, major, major story oh, yes. in all this conference. It is. Uh, it's changing college football. Uh, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Hang on, Savage. I'll come to you after I read this. DFW Hogg says, Randy, San Diego State and Boise State are already in the Mountain West. That doesn't matter. They're going to be right. They're going to be raiding the Mountain West. The Pac-12. Oh, the Pac-12 is. No, I don't think the Pac-12 will survive. No, I'm saying the Pac-12 is going to go after San Diego State. Well, I'm saying Boise the State. West. Why wouldn't the Mountain West go after Oregon State and uh, Washington State, and the Pac-12 is dissolved? Because they probably have a television package right now about five million each school. Well, which, with the Pac-12. But the only two schools left being, if if the only two schools are left are Oregon State and Washington State, you think Apple is still going to? No, 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 no. That's what I mean. The big, uh, the the Pac-12 has to bolster its membership, or otherwise that that Apple deal is worthless. Yeah, it's well, not even a rotten Apple. Pac-12's done. Yeah, okay, we'll see. I'm just saying. Done. I'm just saying. Uh, we'll be shocked to see the Big Ten take on Cal and Stanford when the yeah, ACC is on such shaky ground. I'm telling you, it's all about the minor programs not having to travel now half yeah, across the right. country that's right. in order to play a match. That, you're right about that. Now, here's here's the big question. What's the benefit to the people that are buying the tickets? That, that, that's well, if you're, if you're a parent in particular... Is, you can't follow your son or daughter halfway across the country no. multiple times a year. No, but that that's that's the question, is what's the benefit to the fan, to the guy or lady or couple or family that's been buying tickets at Reynolds Razorback Stadium for 15 years or in Tuscaloosa or in Athens or in Penn State or at Ohio State, what's the benefit to them? Because what you're doing is, it's just like we're looking at the SEC, okay? You are uh, taking traditional rivalries and games, and because your league's getting so big, it's just going to be impossible for many teams to play each other every year. So you think about a 20-team league. How's that going to work? Do you think uh, Oregon, and how often do you think Oregon and Penn State will play in football? Because if you've got 20 teams, you're going to have to divide them into two 10-team divisions. That's the schedule right there, is you play nine games and you play your whole division. Uh, otherwise, can you have divisions and not even play teams in your division? Or, or how do you... We've seen how the SEC's talked about a, with 16 teams how to do a schedule, most likely 3-6. But that means the six you rotate, you, you do play everybody at least every other year. How do you do that with 20? Or if, if, again, if two more come in the SEC or even Clemson or North Carolina, what if you get to 20? How do you do that? And and actually see teams in your league that you're not geographically close to very often. Hmm. Well, maybe back to those pods we once talked about <laughs> having to put four you together. Love the pods. Well, you I, love the I'm pods, just talking about the, the pods at least would give you some geographic um, possibly matchups. Otherwise, like you say, might see Clemson every 19 years. Yeah, yeah. Let's That's talk right. to Savage. 
Savage, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. What's going on, fellas? What's up, buddy? Doing, doing good. I'll do it. Hey, just let the madness happen. I mean, Rick, I called last week, and I said Florida State would be a, a good for the SEC. So now they're getting a, what, a law firm, and they're, they're going to get out of this contract. So you said that was impossible, but it looks like that might be possible at this point. You know, well, and then you got... But, but look at what it takes. It takes the state of Florida will have to pass legislation to protect any school that leaves the league. I, I've never heard of that happening before. They could, right? But just and and what could anybody do about it? Just like the NIL right now, the reason it's the wild wild west is because every all these states have different regulations, and so nobody's regulating the whole thing. All right, here's here's what Mars said. The ACC grant of rights does not contain a, quote, choice of law provision, which would theoretically allow Florida law to apply to dispute over Florida State. A choice of law provision would normally spell out the jurisdiction for legal disputes in which state laws governing the contract among multiple parties in different jurisdictions are a fairly common provision. But without the governing provision, the Florida State Legislature could get involved in matters before the Florida court, Florida co- uh, courts and shield the school from liability. Sounds like yeah. an out to me. Right. So, we'll see on that. But it's mass chaos, and I love it. What are they going to do with Bill Walton? I don't, I don't want Bill Walton in the Midwest doing ball games. I can't stand the guy. You know, once I get rid of the Pac-12. So where is he going to go just to go do Grateful Dead concerts? No, yeah, he's going to pop up somewhere weird. You know, so. I mean, you don't want then, him to at, say about how Arkansas is just floating through this game just like a dream marijuana? No. No. I don't, I don't want to listen to him awful. or Jimmy Dykes. Oh, my gosh. You know, and then I'm a basketball guy. You're going to bring Arizona to the Big 12? I mean, Arizona is bad. probably one of the best best basketball teams out there. Uh, and I think that's going to be amazing. But yeah. they're going to come a long way to be in the Big 12. Yeah, yeah. Well, not too you know, far so, from Colorado. Or <laughs> they were in the league well, in Colorado. Yeah. Now they are again. For love of money, baby. For love of money. Yep. Hey, it's madness. Make it happen. And, Randy, I sent you a couple pictures on the text line. Uh, my, my wife made me some uh, some shirts. I think you'll get a kick out of <laughs> I can't get guys. my silly it. thing right. to load up. Thank you. Thank you, well, Savage. Let, hey, let, let Rick do it. He can figure it out. Uh, no, I mean, it's it's just been, I got this little blue dot that goes left to right that says loading. I may have to turn it off and start again. So. All right. If you get a chance, check it out. It's pretty cool. I love That's it. Good Thank you. Thank you, Savage. Okay. I, I guess I should finish what I started with DFW Hog says, um, we'll be shocked to see the Big Ten take on Cal and Stanford when the ACC is on such shaky ground. Right now, the shaky ground is only one school, and that is Florida State. Better programs to snag from there than Cal and Stanford. Yeah, there are others that, uh, seven of them have expressed displeasure with the TV deal. Yeah, seven out of 14. So Florida State's the only one making noise right now. They're making a lot of noise. Yes. Well, that's the beauty of being able to have uh, ESPN and Fox and the Big 12 network, BTN, the SEC network. I mean, you've got, there's so much clout. And then you've got a silly commissioner who locked the ACC into what? It was originally a 15-year contract? With ESPN and the SEC? No, no, no. I'm talking about the original contract uh, that was most recently signed by the ACC. Wasn't it originally for like 15 years? It's through 2036. Their their contract runs through 2036, yes. So it's been in place at least a couple of years. Yeah, that's right. So probably a 15-year contract. Who signs 15-year contracts anymore? The ACC. With the infl- <laughs> You just said they did. <laughs> okay, I walked right into that one. But no, who signs a 15-year contract? You just don't... You just don't. I mean, that's stupid. As much as the media rights have been going up, five years is 
almost too long, wouldn't you not say? I'd say, yeah, especially as you look at the Big Tens, goes into effect in 2024 and runs through 2030, so that's seven football seasons. That's that's probably about right when you consider how where finance is going to be in seven or eight years. Uh, well, the Big Ten, you know, unless there's some renegotiation, and uh, you don't see much of that, the SEC's is for 10, uh, but now the jump was so big uh, for the first year over the over this current year. I mean, you're talking about last year the SEC gave every school about 50 million. Now we're talking about potentially 80 million. We tend to forget how much a million dollars is because those dollars get thrown around all the time. <laughs> can you can you imagine any business adding 30 million dollars worth of increased revenue with no cost involved? Now that means your expenses are probably you're going to make your expenses go up. Because you're going to use some of that thirty million, but um, in one in one fell swoop, thirty million bucks—it's amazing. Well, you said it yesterday, and as I was thinking, I mean, I've, I've, I think I burned a tree down today printing so much stuff because I mean, every every site that I went to, it seemed like they had a little different angle or twist on it. But it's what you said yesterday that, that really just comes back. I, I thought about it multiple times today. Thank you, Coach Brawls. Yeah. Where would Arkansas be today had they been left out of the Big 12? Had they been left out of the SEC? Yeah. Where would Arkansas be today? We don't know. Hard to imagine. Maybe going to the Mountain West. And would the program be where it is today? Would Arkansas have won that 1994 National Basketball Championship? Yeah. Would Dave Van Horn be recruiting the way he is in baseball? We'll never know. True Service Community Federal Credit Union presents your Razor Aug update during Out of Bounds. True Service has a vacation now and pay later offer and receive up to $3,000 for your next vacation. Arkansas is sizzling, and Saracen's summer of sports cars continues to keep the heat on with an iconic Camaro convertible from Guatney Chevrolet. This is the last year for Chevy's classic Camaro, and Saracen Casino is the only place in Arkansas where you can qualify to win one just for playing your favorite games. Only 40 minutes from Little Rock, Saracen is Little Rock's closest place to play and win. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. Listen each week for your chance to play Factor Crap on Morning Mayhem. It's presented by Stack Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair in Whitehall. Stack Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair provides on-site and roadside service and repair for all commercial vehicles. Cord TV's Chanley Painter checks in with Morning Mayhem, courtesy of the Gangster Museum of America and the Hattery of Hot Springs. The former Miss Arkansas will fill us in on the latest high-profile cases. Don't miss Chanley Painter with Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz. Hey, folks, it's Joey and Ryan here. What's up? It's summertime. Hey, we got some great Jeep incentives going on right now. 2.9% financing, rebates, discounts on Jeep Grand Cherokee on select models. We've got... 1.9 incentivized rate plus $4,000 rebate. So for all you new Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. Or check us out on the web at redriverdodge.com or Red River. We deliver. God bless you. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you and I have been doing ads for a long time, but I didn't realize how long Southern Bank's been doing this. We're a 136-year-old bank and recognized as one of the strongest banks in the country. And Chris, with unstable times, it's always nice to know that your bank is stable. It's not only our financial strength, but it's also our employees. You'll see the same familiar faces ready to help you every day with your banking needs. If you want to see the Southern Bank difference, go to bankwithsouthern.com or call 501-424-0900. It's Southern Bank, member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. What a great week in the zone. If you missed anything, go back and check out some of the podcasts on 1037thebuzz.com. Coming up Monday in the zone, we'll take a look at the weekend and Razorback practices. Razorbacks practice Friday, then they'll go again Saturday, Sunday. Monday, we'll get you caught up and find out what's happening up on the hill. Join us Monday in the zone. It's where sports and entertainment come crashing together. 
This is Pat Bradley for Wood Davis. If you've never painted a room before, it's easier than you think. First-timers who plan each step are quick to wonder what all the fuss was about. Head over to Wood Davis in Jacksonville, Sherwood, or Greenbrier, and you'll find more Valsper medallion colors than you could possibly imagine, including the perfect one for your interior painting project. Medallions are the only paint and primer with color affinity and provides one coat color that lasts. Get organized, get down to work, and then enjoy. And don't settle for anything less than Valsper medallion paint and primer at Wood Davis Lumber Plus. Have something to say to 1037 The Buzz? Say it all on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery live fan feedback. Comment your suggestions, ask questions, and tell your opinions all on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery live fan feedback. Asher Wrecker and Recovery under new ownership. Now back to Drive Time Sports live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish. Now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh. Eat local. Eat My Catfish. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. You find yourself wearing the same thing over and over again. I, I do that. I today had lunch with a friend of mine, and you know we went to Tacos for Life, which is my normal choice for lunch uh, whenever I'm with somebody. And uh, of course, I had the uh, grilled chicken taco. I just like it. That's my favorite. So I had it again. So my friend uh, ordered two of the fajita chicken tacos. He devoured his two before I finished my one. They, he, he was that impressed with them. He ate them that fast. They were that good. And, you know, the great thing is, for eating a Tacos for Life, we helped furnish someone who's food insufficient with two meals. Meals that will be sent anywhere in the world. That's just amazing. And think about this. Tacos for Life has been, has been doing this. That's why they opened, was to help end food insufficiency. They've been doing it for a little less than 10 years. They've furnished over 30 million meals worldwide. So we had a great lunch, enjoyed the time together, loved what we ate, and helped others. You can do it, too, at Tacos for Life. And that's Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, now joined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. And thanks to our friends at Fence Brokers. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, are we somewhat now into a vacuum concerning Arkansas basketball? What's, what's going on? Well, I, I think we're just doing light dusting right now, Randy. I don't think we're getting very good. You know, I I wanted one of those, but you beat me to it. Way to go, Kevin! Well, I want good. a buzzer. Here. I deserve a buzzer. Here, here okay, here that's everywhere. that's for both of you. <laughs> that's for Rick even thinking about it. His I could I could hear his wheel spinning <laughs> all the way from Fayetteville to Little Rock. No, but Kevin beat I, me. To I it. try to tamp down my vast witticisms during these segments, Randy. But sometimes <laughs> I just can't help myself. Good for you. Way to go. Okay, maybe it's not a vacuum cleaner. What is it then? Well, I mean, we've just wrapped up limited summer practices. We know the roster. We know most of the schedule now. We've had a press conference with Eric Mussman. He, you know, kind of laid out some things about, you know, I wrote about this before the press conference, how veteran this team was. I think in our last segment I even talked about it because we did it on Monday instead of Tuesday. And I was talking about this article I wrote. They have 35 years of combined experience, Division One experience on this team, which is a huge, a stark contrast to the season before when they had six freshmen, a couple of the transfers, and guys like Brazil and, you know, rookie Council, who were two of their main players, had a combined three years of Division One experience. So it was a very young team. This is what I think stands out the most about this group. You have seven transfers. As much as Mouseman loves the portal, that's the most he's ever brought out of the portal to Arkansas, and that's saying quite a bit. Uh, then you had the five returnees. So I think, you know, when you really look at this group, not only is their experience, veteran qualities, uh, but I think there's more versati- diversity in some of the skill sets on offense. I think this team, when I look at percentages of the guys they brought in, should be better three-point shooting team, should be better at the free throw line. Uh, and then, you know, when you go back, and I started thinking about this, because Musselman really talked a lot about, Tremon Mark and, and Devo Davis as defenders. 
you look at the back-to-back Elite Eight teams, they had multiple guys who Mossman constantly referred to as elite defenders. Uh, we, it was Jalen Tate, Justin Smith, and, and Devo came along as a true freshman in that regard. But he had three guys. He talked about, a lot about their defensive prowess in that first Elite Eight run. And then the year after that, it was Adise Tony who came in and joined Davis. Uh, but I think this year it could be Mark and Davis kind of tag teaming as a, as a, as a two-headed defensive monster. I mean, if I had to pick a top five defender since Musman's been here going into year five, probably, you know, I mentioned Devo's name and I mentioned some of the other ones, Jalen Tate, Justin Smith, uh, Adise Tony, and maybe it was Jimmy Witt Jr. who he brought out of the portal in year one, but you know, I think I think Mark is going to be kind of in that same breadth of company when Musselman talks about it throughout the season. So, as they take this little break, you know, keep, there's a lot to keep an eye on when they come back and ramp things up because, you know, some of the extra scheduling news coming out when we saw the battle for Atlantis, Arkansas has really got a loaded schedule in front of it again. I think even more so than last year, which I thought last year was his best schedule to date. So after it's all said and done with the dust is settled as far as we can surmise the roster is finally settled is that correct yes yes i think we're looking at all 13 scholarship players being eligible i also mentioned that in our in our segment earlier in the week on monday that the you know, obviously the non-scholarship redshirt and Keon Minifield Jr. He's we know he's out. It's now time to uh, talk to Pat Bradley, presented by <laughs> Whit Davis. No, it's not. Kevin, do you think well, we ought to give Randy the buzzer for that one? <laughs> I got to well, tell you, we we have a board that works on its own imagination. So that's all I'm going to say. Mm. I thought Randy was bringing Pat in to confirm that I have that I'm not that clever. I got lucky the last round. That was, I thought that was what was next. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, Randy, you talk about the roster. I mean, you, I talk about experience and all that. They updated it to include finally um, Chandler Lawson, who did not practice with the team uh, during June, June or July, but he will be with the group when they return after this this short break. Um, and you know he was, you know, listed previously as six eight. They've got him on the roster at six seven. They've got him as a fifth year senior. The same height and listing for um, Dennis J. Harris, who was the last name off the board. But it actually started practicing with the team right around the time that Lawson committed, way back in late June. In fact, it was the day after the NBA draft when I was in New York when that Lawson news came out. Um, but. but Harris had already been with the team in practice at that point. So but why why so long, long, Kevin, before they finally announced Harris? What was the deal there? Yeah, I, Randy, I think it's the optics because they if you do that, then everybody's counting numbers and going fourteen, and they didn't have Minifield's playing situation resolved ah, at that point. Okay, and so once you understand he's not going to be available, you can understand why they sought to go get somebody while they were trying to work that out, because you don't know how it's going to land. Um, and I always said, I'm not sure if 14 guys totally will stick around if 14 can play, because they already only play seven, maybe eight, and that just seems like a crowded room. Now the number's down to 13 as far as guys who are available. And so, I mean, you know, it looks like everybody's on board. So, uh, But that but that's, that was my sense of it. it, it you know, it looked like at one point we're, we were going to learn the name of it, uh, you know, much sooner than we did, and I think they decided, no, let's go ahead and make sure we know what's going on with everybody's availability. Who everybody among players who the fans already know are here, and, they, and so that's why they waited. But but you've got six seven. They've listed Dennis J. Harris on the official roster at six seven. You know, we had him at six six, and what what was listed for him last year. So now Lawson and you know uh, Harris. The university saying both of them are six, seven, fifth-year seniors. Harris aware number seven, Lawson aware number eight. And again, you know, I, I kind of think of a guy like Trey Wade when I maybe envision what the potential is. Not saying either one of them will be as effective as he was once they put him in the starting lineup in his one and only season as a as a veteran transfer. But I think maybe that's kind of the positional value they imagine and the potential for one or both uh, to to maybe rise to. Is there still, though, Kevin, not a logjam at the point position or whether it's the one or the two? 
seems like there's a lot of players that was brought in, not only uh, by scholarship, uh, such as true freshman blocker, our leftover Devo, I'm not saying he's a leftover in that regard, but I mean returning in Devo Davis. But there, I mean, there just seems like there's so many guards now. Yeah, well, you know, that's one area where Minifield, I mean, the backcourt was deep in this recruiting class, and with Minifield out, because he would have factored into that. You know, I think, you know, a guy like L. Ellis, with all his experience, is going to factor in. Blocker, as you mentioned, I think going to have his shot there. You know, and I think Devo Davis is still, you know, he's not a guy that there are times you want him on the ball. There are times where he was in that role, but I don't think that he's, you know, he's fixed in that position. I think, you know, they get a lot out of him. At, sometimes he's playing small ball wing, uh, playing the two. He's increased his three-point shot. And he seemed to be most effective, not off the bounce, but off ball movement and spot up and taking his time and getting his feet set. So, him playing off the ball, too. I mean, I think, you know, there'll be times where he, they turn to him late in games because of his experience and how effective he is. I mean, we saw it against Kansas in the NCAA tournament. Devo scored 21 second half points, and a lot of that was him initiating. He got hot, and he was effective. And uh, so there'll be times, but we've seen that before. I mean, Mason Jones wasn't a primary one. He wasn't even Arkansas's primary ball handler until he just basically dominated the SEC, and they figured out this is a guy we need the ball in his hands as much as possible. There were times before Isaiah Joe got hurt that season where he finished some games with the ball in his hands. Jimmy Witt Jr., you know, it was Jalen Tate and, and they and J.D. Note at different times. So we've seen over the years most men kind of shuffle around guys that are going to kind of initiate things. And, I, you know, so I'm not going to be surprised by three or four guys. In addition to the names we said, which were, you know, L. Ellis, Blocker, and and, and Devo, I think guys like Khalif Battle, who I think is going to be a tough matchup for teams, we may see the ball in his hands at the end of games. We may see a lot of offense uh, throughout running through Trevor in Brazil, assuming he's fully healthy, uh, and, and, and we just didn't see enough of him outside of non-conference play to know how much he might be used in situations where he's got the ball a lot and some things are running through him, so I'm not saying he's going to play the one. I'm just saying Musselman always has more than one answer in terms of what he wants the looks on offense to be. Can you, would you even want to try at this point, Kevin, to speculate on who you see might be the top eight? Yeah. (laughs) that's, That's a tough one right now. There was not as much information, video, other things coming out. Some stuff I got, you know, that I couldn't put on the record, but still not enough to feel to feel really good about it. But based on history and how they might start things early, uh, I think you give the nod to mostly veteran players. I think Devos and, and Trevor in Brazil are obvious. I think Makai Mitchell started every game but one. I think Jalen Graham must have been talked about how strong he's been in terms of work ethic and bringing the right attitude and, and, and going hard every day. I think there was a guy that helped Arkansas offensively last year. So I think some of those veteran guys that are coming back, those four, to me, you're starting off with those guys in your top eight. And then I look around, I think Khalif Battle, L. Ellis uh, are in there, and so that's six. Um, And then after that, that's where it gets a little bit, you know, one of these veteran combo forwards they brought in later, they're going to sneak in there right out of the gate. So it's going to take a while since they haven't practiced as much as the others. So I think there's some questions that still be answered as far as rounding up seven or eight, Randy. All right, hang on, Kevin. We've got one more segment with Hoop Scoop. Better known as Kevin McPherson, thanks to Hogville.net and to our good friends, Chris and company at Fence Brokers. Drive Time Sports will continue. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Attention bow hunters. Ready to take your hunting game to the next level? Then set your sights on Max Prairie Wings, featuring the best model bows from Elite, Matthews, Hoyt, and Bear. Max offers all the top-of-the-line bows along with any accessory you need to make your bow even more powerful. And they'll even work with you to build your dream bow exactly the way you want it. Max Prairie Wings, your go-to destination for bow hunting gear. Click on maxpw.com or visit their store in Stuttgart. Max Prairie Wings, where passion meets precision. Happy hunting! 
your Arkansas Travelers have a new home. Hear every pitch, every crack of the bat on 106.7 Buzz 2. For the full calendar, go to Travs.com. It's the greatest game on dirt, and you can hear it at 106.7 Buzz 2. Come check out the latest in large-scale logging equipment, attachments, supplies, tech, and services at the Southwest Forest Products Expo, August 11th and 12th at the Hot Springs Convention Center. Watch the Timberworks Lumberjacks competition, see chainsaw sculptures by artistry and wood, and visit the online video arcade. Fun for the whole family. Visit www.arkloggers.com for schedule, info, training workshops, and links to our online ticket hub. Adults over 16 are $5 to enter. Kids under 16 are free. See you in Hot Springs at the Southwest Forest Products Expo. Look, I get it. We all receive a lot of messages and calls. But when you're driving, they can wait. Slow down, phone down. Work zone crashes have increased by 70% in Arkansas over the last four years. Law enforcement officers are patrolling work zones with zero tolerance for speeding or distracted drivers. When you enter a work zone, remember, slow down, phone down. It's the law. A message from the Arkansas Department of Transportation and the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com my friend and i are taking a trip to mexico this year but neither of us speak spanish so we downloaded babel and started learning spanish fast want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks babel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language como te llamas como te amas babel language for life celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Like Zoinks, gang! Gluttony Unplugged is now on the buzz! Hey, gang, we can listen to it in the Mystery Machine. Chingies! Count me in, I love the buzz! Every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. Like Scott Romine can join our gang! Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Thanks for being with us today. Well, all of a sudden, this is loud. No wonder. Okay. That makes a difference. Okay. And um, got to say, if you're looking for a great place to work, go to DoubleBees.com and apply online. And if you're looking for a gift, Double B's has Exxon and Phillips 66 gift cards available. And if you're in a hurry, you can always pay at the pump with your Exxon or Phillips 66 mobile apps at all stores. And I've told you this before, hopefully you've taken advantage of it. That is, sign up and pay with your Exxon credit card, and you'll get 10 cents off a gallon at the pump. And as I've seen the prices rise... Thank goodness for that Exxon credit card. Helps a little bit. And all pumps of Double B's are new and are secure for your credit card use. And don't forget, ask your Double B's cashier about signing up for a rewards card where you can save money on all purchases at all stores. And can you imagine the savings on top of the savings, such as the Core Hydration Water 30 ounce? Normally $279. How about $2? That is one of the August specials. Rip it. Regular dollar twenty-five. And the thirty-two ounce Snapple. Now just two dollars rather than two sixty-nine. Just a few of the many specials you'll find at your local double B's. Now thirty-four stro- uh, stores strong across our great state of Arkansas. That's double B's. 
where you gas it, grab it, and go make it double B's. Ready to talk foot? No, we're not ready to talk about football yet. Uh, now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, we were talking about not only the uh, backcourt for Arkansas, but we were also talking about maybe the top eight which brings up an interesting question. Uh, with all the latest additions, is there kind of now a logjam? Talking about the logjam at the guard position. What about maybe at the three or the four, maybe even the five? I don't think the five is nearly as crowded as what the three and the four spot looks like. Yeah. First of all, when I was wrapping things up earlier, I left out training Mark's name in that top seven or eight rotation. And so I kind of gave you seven because I gave you the four returnees, four of the five returnees in Devo, Brazil, uh, Makai Mitchell, and, and Jalen Graham. Then I mentioned Khalif Battle and L. Ellis. I think, uh, it, to me, it's obvious training Mark's going to be, I mean, he, he may be a day one starter and never relinquishes a, a starting position. Uh, that's how highly I think of him, but I think also the staff does. Um, so I, I think there's a, you know, that may be a likelihood there. Uh, so those, you know, but, but also, Randy, I mentioned the two, getting into your question, I mentioned the two th- senior three, four, fifth year senior three, four combos in Lawson and, and Harris. I think those guys, if you talk about a log jam in the front court, any log jam they have in the front court is good news. It, 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 especially hoping that everybody stays healthy, uh, given what Arkansas went through with Brazil last year, and then they've had a couple of guys out on that front line through June and, and, and July uh, practices. So you want everybody back at full health, but I think you know Brazil's so versatile um, as a four. You can play them at the five, depending upon what what kind of lineup you want out there. And, and there's so many things he brings to the floor because his ability to stretch the floor. And then he's a rim protector. You know, he's a guy that's kind of up and down as a rebounder. You want to see him really, you know, lock in on that end, and maybe there's some maturity and added strength there a year later to be more consistent on the boards. But, you know, Makai Mitchell, to me, was a, a, a solid player for the most part for Arkansas last year, very good for that team. Uh, we know it was a team that dealt with injuries and had its ups and downs and had youth issues and inexperience, but I thought, you know, he was, for the most part, a steady provider, provider of both ends, producer of both ends. And then Jalen Graham's the guy that they feel good about what he's done so far. But he's a guy that, you know, defensively has always been the question mark and, and the inconsistency. So if he's working harder and he's buying in, maybe that's an area that he'll at least be consistently competent, if not a plus at times. Uh, but I think you want competition on that front line because there's not as many bodies there is what you have in the backcourt. Even Bay Fall can come in and be a difference maker in practices as he gets stronger and learns what they expect. But, I mean, Melsman talked about that he's kind of surprised him with his shooting touch and some of the three-point shooting. Uh, I'm not sure that they're going to really turn to him for that part of his game much, but, I mean, maybe, maybe you know, he'll, that's help, that helps him get on the floor. But I think what really helps him is that length, quickness, end-to-end speed and ability to, you know, get out of his area to make plays. Uh, because of some of those factors. And so a guy like Brazil brings that. I don't think there's anyone else on the front line that does outside of fall with some of the physical gifts. So I think you want a log jam in some regard in terms of ability and talent. Not everybody plays the same way, but you need some depth there, especially if there's another injury or foul trouble or something like that. So I think Arkansas, this is one of the, one of the reasons I really like this roster. I talked about the, the experience and the amount of veterans. But I also think this may be the most diverse group when I start kind of looking at what everybody brings to the table. Arkansas never could really in, tap into the diversity the last year's team had. It's probably their, their two guys who had more offensive abilities at three levels, Brazil and Nick Smith Jr., were out so much. And everybody else, although there was real talent there, and NBA talent, we know that now, just... <laughs> It was easy to defend because they didn't have shooters. And so Kings just kind of sat back and said, all right, come on in here. You, you know, you're going to have to make a tough shot. 
maybe we foul you and you're not a great free shooting team, we'll take our chances. Arkansas was a lot easier to defend because they became one-dimensional on offense, and they had a little bit of slippage, I thought, last year. Still a top-20 team defensively, but instead of hovering around top-10, they were closer to 20. And when you're struggling on offense, sometimes those little differences matter. And I, you know, and I attribute some of the just a slight defensive slippage to, to youth and inexperience. All right, breaking news: Utah, Arizona State have applied for Big Twelve membership. Wow! The conference to meet tonight, meaning the Big Twelve conference. So the Big Twelve is going to. So all this has happened so fast. So Arizona, so they'll have been up tonight. Arizona State, Utah, Arizona supposedly is already in. It just hadn't been publicly announced. That's three in. That gives them 16. And tonight, Washington and Oregon will probably be in the Big Ten. Correct. Big Ten. Yeah. yeah. So now you're looking at four schools left in the Pac-12. And, Randy, you're saying they're going to try and salvage with SMU and San Diego State. And I'm going to tell you, that league is just dead. There's no salvaging it. It's gone. Wow. Hard to yeah. believe that... Uh... One day you had the Pac-12. Colorado pulls the plug after USC, UCLA. Now you've got three more that's pulled the plug. So, hey, And you know the really funny thing about all this is uh, Oregon's coach, we said a couple days ago, when at their Pac-12 media days or whatever it was, somebody, asked, or maybe it's at a practice, they asked him about Colorado going to the Big 12, and he said, who cares about that? What have they done lately? And now... <laughs> Two or three days later, or Oregon's out of the league too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, I guess is the only thing left now. Does the Big Twelve change their name to the Big Sixteen? Well, they're in the Big Sixteen, so they could. Yeah, they could do that. And then does the, the Big Ten goes to the Big Eighteen? Or, yeah, Big or, Eighteen or what? And and. You're telling me I haven't seen anybody interested in Cal and Stanford, but you're telling me somebody is. So, does the SEC change its name to still number one? <laughs> they just care more. Yeah, and that's that's they just the, mean more. They just care more, and it's yeah. You know, I guess top to bottom, sport to sport, if you, if you add it all up, it, it, is it not the best league every year? Yes. It is absolutely crazy. Kevin, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk with you next week. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks again to our friends at Fence Brokers, Chris Walker and company. Hour number two, straight ahead. In sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marina North Little Rock is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination. G3 boats with a Yamaha motor. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so can you. This is Pat Bradley. Tune in every Tuesday when I join Justin and Wes in the zone. Brought to you by River City Flooring. Visit River 